black girls out of the box. It's time for Who Watch, Time in Relative Blackness in Space. everyone it's delia nicole coming to you live from the time vortex today we're discussing the 2022 geez that sounds weird new year's special eve of the daleks in this episode there's a time loop some thasmin and nothing hurts (laughs) yo i i want y'all to know that i almost i like really was coming in with the energy i'm like do we even need an agenda the agenda is thasmin don't worry we did add a little bit more structure than that but like Y'all know what it is. Y'all came to this <laughs> podcast. Y'all know what it is. If, if some of our listeners also listen to Queer Archive, you also know what it is over there. Like, it's it's just one of those things, like, y'all know what we're about. Y'all know, y'all knew when y'all saw this episode and were like, oh, I can't wait wait to listen to Tarvis this week. You knew what it was. Yeah. Like, my favorite thing about this episode, on top of the episode itself, is the fact that I got to, like, get the live commentary from Delia and Delia was watching the episode because I was like, yeah, just go ahead and drop the commentary in the chat. Like, yeah, just let me know she what sure you did. think. <laughs> I like, like nothing. I was like, yeah, just, you know, whatever. And then like, I saw like the questions popping up and I'm like, oh, it's going to be a point. And then I knew exactly when she got to like <laughs> the, the, the weird comment. And then I was, she, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, she there, she there, she there. So it was line. very, it was very fun to like have it and like, know that she was going to go through the same journey because we have both been like what is ha- like what's going on with this the situation so i mean we're gonna get I more in detail her. but it was it was it was because <laughs> i also it was watched so it late because like uh so um at my I'm, I'm visiting my family it was for the holidays but we're still here for a while um and they were behind and i think i talked about in our like season like final episode for flux I talked about how, oh, I cannot wait to rewatch Flux with my family because I know they haven't watched it yet and they're behind. And so we have been watching it little by little, but like they've gone so slow and I was trying to wait for them because they <laughs> wanted to watch the New Year special. I was like, well, we could get caught. It's just the six little episodes Flux. Like if we could get through it. We did not get through it. And I was like, yo, we have to record this podcast. I really was not tracking in the holiday mess of it all. So I was like, Mm, sorry peeps i'm have to watch it without y'all and i just want to shout out to our community and our listeners and nicole themselves too because not a single person spoiled it for me i even had my mutes on i just was like it's a new year special there's not gonna be that much that like i wasn't that pressed because like the specials usually aren't like really heavy plot wise like typically um i mean every now and again but like i just wasn't worried about it and yet somehow but by the grace of God, go I. I was not <laughs> spoiled. <laughs> so shout out to all y'all. All y'all. Every single person that was like, should I talk to Delia about this and did not? Y'all's are real ones because I truly watched this so late. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved getting the, the little live reaction. I was like, yeah, it's happening. And then like <laughs> knowing it was going to also like then escalate from that point. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, she's going to lose it in like, what, 12 minutes or so, <laughs> maybe? Yeah, was, I was... I really thought. And okay, so wait, before we get into more of the episode, <laughs> I also just randomly the night before I watched it had a dream about Thasmin. And I remember waking up like, man. I know that that's not what's going to happen, but I just wish more than anything that's what would happen. Like, once you dream about it or have it in your head, I'm like, I just, I don't care what the <laughs> special is about. I just want it to be about Thasmin now that I have this, like, story in my head. And, I mean, my dream didn't happen, but it was about Thasmin. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very, I was literally like, oh, this is just going to be a cute little, like, palate cleanser you know to get you know bring us down from flux and like the transition to like the plot you know and then i was like oh all right no they didn't <laughs> i literally was like like i had the balls like no, did that just happen like let me go let me walk away i think i got up like walked away and it came back like okay let me hit that little 10 second rewind i like, can't believe it happened <laughs> I did. I, re- <laughs> I had to play it back. I, uh, anyway, we'll get <laughs> to like, it. Let me read the caption. Like, did that say what I believe it says? It sure did. <laughs> so, this episode, we won't, like, I, this episode, okay, it's called Eve of the Daleks. So, they're all Dal- Daleks. People are, like, so tired of Daleks. But honestly, I was not that mad at it. Like, it was, like, the Daleks of it all. It was fine. Yeah, so, like basically... The doctor is trying to reset the TARDIS um, because as if you'll remember from Flux, the TARDIS is very sick and she's like, I don't know how long it's going to take. I've never done it before. So we're going to like chill on a beach. And of course, us as viewers are like immediately like, well, you're definitely not going to be doing that. Not only because we're watching this episode, but your track record is shaky at best. You're not going to a beach. Um, And they don't. They're in a storage facility in Manchester. So... Um, yeah, they come out, the Tarbus is literally cracked, um, like, Dan's like, is that supposed to happen? And it's unclear if that's supposed to happen, because the doctor's never done this before. I really thought, when I saw it, I was like, oh, oh, hell, we ain't going, I always hate when the doctor, like, is without a TARDIS. I'm like, that's your backup. Like, you don't, oh, oh, no, this is bad times. I always, I'm always like. Oh no, not not the TARDIS. <laughs> like not not my baby because the TARDIS is really the TARDIS is kind of the true hero because right like that that is the 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 cone of safety. Once we are back at the TARDIS, once the TARDIS is available to us, we are generally safe. <laughs> like it's getting to and from the TARDIS is the danger part. In the TARDIS, it's the safe part. So when the TARDIS itself is not well and it's not functioning. And then it's like, oh no, we are really out here. Like we are exposed, we are vulnerable, and I'm like, but to like that crack TARDIS, like I'm gonna need them to make a Funko Pop or some type of, because it looks it so look cool. cool. <laughs> like I know this is not what we want in the world, but I would like a representation of it because it was I was like a really cool effect, and I was like, oh there it go, it's glowing and everything. <laughs> Again, they still got a little budget left over from Flux. They said, you know, we got a little something. We can put a little stank on it, you know, since we're not doing too much in this episode. We're keeping it real nice and, like, insular. So we might as well go ahead and give a little razzle-dazzle to the TARDIS. And I appreciate it, because I really do like a cute little glow effect. You know, I'm a simple person. Honestly, you put that on a t-shirt with, like, some glow-in-the-dark effect. Like, you know, that glow-in-the-dark ink for the, like, cracks. Like, Oh, that would be... Perfect. Honestly, I, I don't know any artists, but y'all could y'all know what to do. Y'all know make it happen. Link us. 
Um, so yeah, it ends up that they're in this storage facility in Manchester that is owned by a person named Sarah, who's played by Ashling B. Um, and the other person that's here is her like only customer, I guess, and his name is Nick, who's played by uh, Johnny Salmon. Salmon? It's spelled salmon. If it's salmon or something more formal sounding, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um it probably sounds better not in my American accent also. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I think it's one of those well. things where it's like exactly how it's supposed to say it, but with none of the like flair of an accent. So it just... Yeah, this American accent's not doing that name <laughs> justice. I'm so sorry. Um, also, wait, before we get to the characters, I just want to know that this episode was directed by Annetta Lawfer, who is a black woman. Hey! Yes, yes. I was already excited to see that like we were having another like a female director in general and then like oh it's a person of color as well like levels um because you know like the best episodes are have been coming for this this run this little run mm-hmm. you know have been coming from the you know little people a little razzle dazzle so i was like yeah i was feeling good about the episode just based off of that and that See, was i didn't I don't know how I missed it. Like apparently, like in our community was talked about, but somehow I'm at like it. It, w- it went over my head, but apparently it was already discussed. So like I didn't know this going in. So when we're introduced to, the- if I knew that, I would have been more comfortable in this story. I think. Um, however, I did not know that. So I was watching it. You know, pretty much. You know, totally like a, a cold watch. Um, and so we see, of course, Nick and Sarah interacting. Nick very obviously likes Sarah and that's the whole reason he's there but she is missing she's she's missing all the signs all of them every and every not single one not picking up nothing he's putting down not a thing over her head completely over her head completely and so you know they part the Daleks show up and he gets killed and so I immediately was pissed because we have talked about how Chimnall he likes to kill himself a black person or two and we've talked about how we have had it and so this or not this season, mm-hmm. but Flux, we kept, like, we keeping an eye out. And it's not about you can't kill Black people. It's the way, it's the violence, the... Um, repetition, like, the pattern. The repetition, yeah, the pattern, like, it. it's is it matching the actual demogra- like, demographics of the cast? Or it doesn't seem that only the people of color, and specifically right. Black people, are dying. I don't know. So, because of his history, I'm already more sensitive and so when he got got, I, first of all, I was already like, he's cute. I like him. And he got got. I was so pissed. Like, I would yeah. be paused. And I typed <laughs> to Nicole. I was like, oh, we, we, we're back to killing black people out here? Oh, okay. I see how it is. Chibs, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was right. out here ready to, like, <laughs> like grab my torch and pitch. Yeah, right. it was. And it was like, I'm obviously, like, I'm very good. I'm, like. I, like crazy good at keeping spoilers locked down for like anything I watch because I usually just watch stuff before people. But I was like, I'm not replying at all. Like I think I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, damn, there yeah, you go. No. Nicole <laughs> did really good. Kept it on lock because I think I think that's when you were like, uh, please drop all your. <laughs> your yeah, that's what I was like. Uh, please continue to re- to reply with the commentary because I wanted to see the journey. I wanted to know because I'm like because every I think. I think I knew, I don't remember if I had saw the trailer for it or if it had just been conversation, but I knew that there was some level of time loopery happening before the episode. So I was like, I'm letting it happen because I believe that there's going to be a, some type of reset. <laughs> like, I don't think I knew the whole thing, but I was just like, I'm going to yeah, let this hind- for 
Yeah. Two in to three minutes. I remember, like, in the trailer, I don't think they gave away that it was timely, but the, clearly right. some shenanigans afoot. But yeah. I had, was not thinking about that at all. I immediately just, like, saw red. Right. It was like, oh, bloody blah, I can't believe Chimel. Like, like, I was so ready. Fast. It was like, okay, I think I'm going to watch. All right, I'm going to start. And then it was, like, three minutes later, like, oh, I'm already at that. So it was, I was like, there we go. This is the energy I want to be involved with. So, like, please keep sending me your commentary so yeah that was because that was my thought but I, I think I had came to it like I think there's something happening here where this is not going to be a permanent whatever this is is not permanent so I let it rock and I was like y'all got now y'all ain't gonna keep playing with my homeboy but then obviously as the episode goes on we see what happened yeah we see what what it was so it turns out they're not dead because the 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 TARDIS gang also gets got um it's right. a time loop which is kind of fun it's like a fun quirky little thing i literally wrote oh it's groundhog's day which is then what dan says when uh the doctor and yaz are like it's a time loop and he's like groundhog's day and then they look at him like are you are you stupid and he's like and he, but thing. he's like no stop, don't do said, it i also had to like i don't want i you know i you know i loathe having to like be on his side but i was like this is an accurate description don't p- try to play in his face like this like don't try to act like he just said something dumb when y'all know for right. a that this That's is an accurate is. description of what has occurred. <laughs> like, don't play with him. Don't be doing that inside joke stuff with Dan, okay? He dumb as hell, but he got this one right. And you know what I love? Y'all, y'all are, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about the fact that, like, this whole episode treats Dan like I treat Dan. And I love that. <laughs> like, I love that they're not trying to convince me or anybody in the audience that he is actually something other than what we have purported him to be. <laughs> like, he really is. Do you appreciate that like yeah they're not trying to like he's got this secret skill or he's secretly like right. he's not a donna he's like no he's very much just dan like it's yeah right and i like you that get this, what you get yeah like it's like everybody sees we all agree that this is this is who he is and, and we're then gonna the Daleks pretty is. much call him out his name and yaz is like you know daleks are pretty smart <laughs> like yes please i'm like hey they know they be knowing you know yeah. they do have information they got your pegs, like, buddy. Yeah, I like. I hate to say it, but the Dalek's not wrong. Like, I'm loath to side with the Dalek, but you know, it is what it is. Yes, like Dan can get that smoke. Period. Always. So I was like, I love that this episode is like really running away with it and letting it be what it is because this is how I feel. And it's like I feel like they know that I, I feel this way. Specifically, me. They're like, yeah, Nicole is going to love us roasting this man because this is how she feels about him so that worked out that was fun <laughs> i did it was like this compared to last year new, last year's new year's special like i do like that dan how can i say this like he was useless for pretty much all of flux i stand by that however i think him as a character like his personality i can kind of see I think he fits better into the mold of the TARDIS gang. Whereas I feel like by the time we got to last year's New Year's special, the dynamic between Ryan, Graham, and Yaz, and the Doctor was just, I think the writing had botched so much of those characters that it just like wasn't meshing like it needed to. Like Ryan and Graham are pretty much like 
I don't want to say big mad, but they're like, oh, you know, well, the doctor left us and like, you know, I mean, they're all on that, but like, they just kind yeah. of peace out because- Graham was definitely on like, uh, he, I feel like he was just mirroring, mirroring Ryan toward the end right. of the, like whatever Ryan's general emotion was, like, oh, we, we mad at the doctors and I'm mad at the doctor. Like, it was one of those things, which made sense with him leaving. They were just trying to find a way for him to also go, which I'm like, I guess. Right. But, um, but I was I fine with that. But yeah, no, I feel it like was it was unwarranted discordant. And- and it really felt discordant with their characters, how they were initially set up. So I appreciate that Dan, for as maybe not purposeful as he is, I feel like his personality meshes <laughs> better purposeful. between Yaz and the doctor. <laughs> um, I feel like useless sounds so mean, but like, you know what like, I mean. I literally just locked that right there. I just put it in my banks of like uh, a correction I can now make when my thought process has useless. I'm like, That's, that it does sound mean. <laughs> not purposeful is so eloquent. <laughs> Uh, not like purposeful he, is very a very apt descriptor for this character. Yes, but, he's very apt. But he appreciates like he his personality fits, and he under like okay, well we'll get we'll get to it. But like he is very know, just like what and like he <laughs> appreciates the doctor for what the doctor is and what the doctor has done. Like he says, you saved the universe last time. Like I could at least go do this and like stall a Dalek. And like I appreciated that, especially again if you're comparing New Year's specials, like hello like yeah th- they were like big mad like oh you out here just being the doctor and it's like well the doctor like the doctor's on some mess don't get me wrong often not just not just our team like all of them are always on some sort of mess also but <laughs> they do be the universe and some some of these humans they really be not appreciating it so i did appreciate that from dan if nothing else like it really gave me perspective i guess this episode whereas before i was like i really don't get his purpose like he's fine like as far as personality but he's just kind of taking up space once again but I was able to, this episode, realize, like, okay, he is taking up space, and he is just fine. But compared to where we were, I do still think he's an improvement. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're in a time loop. They they all realize they're in a time loop, which I know some people are like, there's no time loop story. I'm not here to criticize the time loop. Honestly, like, it was just a cute story. Like, the logic I mean, that's of just, it. It just depends. Like, some, right. like, that's the thing about time loops is, like, they are not, there is not an actual Set, set of rules like if time is restarting however that that is like we don't have hard and fast rules about it like some people you live in a situation where one person is aware of a time loop and everybody else is not and so you have to get those people on board i actually loved in this like to just immediately go into that criticism though but i actually love that everybody was equally aware of like i feel like it's so tedious sometimes when you have one person that's like this is the 15th mm-hmm. time i've done this and you say this and i say and they have to like explain to people what's happening every time like that gets so tedious and like i watch a lot of sci-fi especially stuff with time travel that is one of those tropes that is like cute the first couple times but then at a point you like i mean record it and just give it to them i don't know what to tell you like i'm tired of it it's the mm-hmm. fifth loop as the audience i've seen five of the 12 loops you are discussing i don't need you to do it i like this one because each time the loop because they're all a part of it <laughs> they can just like get to the next step of the loop like okay we already know what happened to this point now let's move forward i love that they didn't have to like every single time meet back up like what happened what's going on what's this what's that that i mean they didn't I have agree. time for one but i just right. like from me, a storytelling that's... point like they didn't have time and they literally didn't have time <laughs> but i also yeah. just appreciated that like sarah and nick run into each other and they're like okay so basically i have no time to explain but we're in a time loop and nick's like oh that makes sense yeah because i definitely died one time right, and then like, they just like <laughs> keep it moving um and they don't have like any memory issues because sometimes that's a a a part of like time loop stories like 
some people remember some people don't like it's just it's so like you said tedious so while i i can see like there were definitely times where i like kind of like raised an eyebrow like hmm, wait how'd that work <laughs> i just i don't think like i said kind of at the beginning i take the specials as just kind of like usually not, i don't say smaller stories as in their lesser just like simpler stories like we're just here to enjoy it is kind of how i think they're trying to tell the story they know the audience is just coming to have a good old time on a holiday and watch some doctor who and so that's how i'm coming i'm not coming to pick apart the like mechanics of something that honestly you could break any of doctor who's mechanics if you really want to get, it get into it's it so very simple to do like that's the thing like i was surprised by the fact that this took people out so much i'm like have you watched doctor who have right, exactly. So any like, of Doctor Who, because like this is the pretty much the entirety of Doctor Who. Like, if you really, if you really think about it, and I was like, especially like the Moffat era was like this was almost a a, a staple. Like it was a right. core part of that storytelling to constantly a convoluted mm. house of cards that <laughs> if the like, wind just like hits it right, it's all over. <laughs> so yeah, so I was just like, y'all, this is a weird time to choose to be like this is like. This does not make scientific sense. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, like, even also technically, the universe was broke. So, time, like, sense might just be different. Like, things that don't have to make sense no more. The world, is, the whole universe, not even the world, the universe is different. Like, how much they're going to <laughs> utilize that, I can't say. But we know as the audience that, like, a lot of the universe got ate up, got compressed. You know, that changes, like, how time works because you know t- time and relativity you know if you know and if you don't know you ain't gonna never know because i'm not about to explain it point is that the universe is different time is different time moves a little bit differently <laughs> like space moves a little differently mm-hmm. so whatever I'm, I'm charging to the game that like the universe has changed the tardis is also broke which we see or it's like it's resetting but it's currently like unstable in that moment and so things that should make sense don't because the time energy is all messed up anyway so I'm Don't not gonna let y'all with your regular sci-fi rules. <laughs> I'm not about to like this is one of ones. I'm not gonna let y'all like try to make it like it wasn't fun because it's like I'm not because then we have to if I have to apply the logic to everything, I'm gonna break every single episode y'all love because I can do it. Like I really can. <laughs> um, no, I was like I'm letting all this happen. Whatever they talking about makes sense to me. That's fine. And I love, I love to practice critical fandom. Like, that's why we're all here. But like sometimes I think it's okay to just sit back and enjoy and not think too hard. Not to say if there's something wrong to not call it out, but like you don't have to pick apart everything. And if that's your bag and you enjoy to do that, like go for it. But just know like that's not what I was here for this episode. Right. And it wasn't that serious to me. Um, So yeah, the time loop kind of like is, it's definitely wibbly wobbly, timey wimey of a time (laughs) loop. But basically every time they die, it resets. Like once all of them are dead, it resets. And I say dead loosely. They get exterminated, but obviously they're not dead. Um, And I thought, I think people are also missing the point to me. And again, if you have those criticisms, like live with them, you could, like, that's fine. Like I don't begrudge you having those criticisms. Like I have disliked other episodes that people love. But I don't think the point was the time loop, like the, right. the the fancy mechanics of the time loop. I think what was way more interesting and way more skillfully done and what the purpose was, was to see the journey and like unfolding of these two characters over mm-hmm. the course of these like snippets of time. Like their personalities unfolded, their relationship developed, and by the end of it, they come together 
uh, with with the time loop as a backdrop, really. And I thought that was so fascinating, seeing Nick Me and too. Sarah. I mean, we also see it with, he has in 13, but we'll get there. We're focusing on Nick and Sarah right now. Um, <laughs> but we see them, like, growing and changing and learning. And just these, I mean, really, we start with eight minutes, then seven, and so on. So there, it's not a lot of time that they're getting, but we see this journey they go on. And I just think that it was so well done. Because on the outside set, I did say Nick was cute. He was. He's, like, cute in an awkward, like, oh, this guy is kind of, like, awkward and socially missing some cues. Like, is he neurodivergent? Perhaps. I don't know. Um, I know I relate to him a lot, so maybe. Um, and Sarah is very much giving, like, overwork, underpaid. Um, and, like, that's what you get at first. But as it develops, like, I'm like, these two people are not necessarily, like, meant to be likable. I don't think. Like, Yeah, I didn't Nick think is- so. I mean, they even say it that he's a weirdo. Like he has a bunch of like stuff from his old girlfriends that he's keeping in the storage. And I know on paper that sounds weird. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> and then you have Sarah, who's got like I guess this guy boyfriend. Not sure who. I think it's a cousin. A- I, yeah, I I'm literally clear don't who this person know. Is. But I also realized that I think Jeff might be dead. I think Jeff died in the first loop because he got killed immediately. Because <laughs> they find. This, I don't remember when they find the apartment, so I can't put it in episode order, so I'm going to drop it here. They find the apartment <laughs> that Jeff lives in in the storage. And right, like, and the apartment's so, empty. Right, so my thought was like, maybe he was in the first loop, or one of the first, you know, earlier loops before they find this, and got, got immediately, and therefore did not make it. And I like, that's my canon of like, she's talking so much shit, like, where's Jeff? He ain't never, he always let me down, he ain't shit, and like, he might have actually been there this time, <laughs> but like, about to, you know, Clock in, uh, and then he got got immediately. That's my head cannon. R.I.P. Jeff. Oh man, we hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, Jeff is storing all kinds of un- like uh, questionable stuff in the storage place for free, apparently. Um, and it's a problem. But like, <laughs> she is complaining about him. Like, I, she's just not. She's very like clearly emotionally unavailable. Very blunt to a fault. Um, so both these characters are not likable, like on paper. You grow to like them, and I enjoyed watching them, and I think it was entertaining. But I kind of like that idea instead of having these like ooh likable or relatable characters. You just have these two weirdos, basically, and like really just normal people um, coming together. And like Sarah doesn't try and save Nick in the first loop. She's just like, I need to go get a weapon for myself, and then lies to him about saving him. And uh, Nick gets exposed for like all the stuff he's hoarding, and they're like, "Are you a murderer?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> Which I love. I love that. Yes, like I felt like that was one of those very rare, like not rare, but like one of those callbacks. Also to like her her police brain, but, like hold up, like this is right, flag, like all the way up. Um, she was dreaming, like, "Are you like are you a murderer? Like are are they alive?" Um, their faces in that moment was like the funniest. Like I paused. Just it to was look, hilarious. They were genuinely like, wait, like, should we let him get out? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I had a good laugh at that. I do want to say I have seen critiques and I think they're super valid. This is not how I read this character or like, like took it in the episode. However, people, they even joke about it in the episode later when him and, and Sarah are like having this. They're like finally coming together, like and kind of confessing their feelings about each other, sort of you know in the face of death essentially um he 
she even is like because he has been coming on new year's for three years because she he knew that that's where she would be to see her um and she's like that's kind of stalkery and he says i think it's more unrequited like i, I <laughs> it, it would be stalkery if i was menacing you and all this stuff but like i just liked you but was shy so um but i have seen people who walked away from the episode feeling like it was kind of triggering for them based on experiences they've had for with like mostly femme presenting um people and like the experiences they have had with guys and like i think that's super valid there are a lot of creeps out in this world who definitely appear to be like this like goofy nice guy but like are really obsessive and controlling and sometimes even abusive in reality and so i can understand how these red flags of like nick keeping and labeling all this stuff that like women have left with him like maybe it comes across more like he's keeping and labeling prizes like i can totally see that interpretation of it for me i will say like i didn't take it that way like i he came like i said at the beginning like he came across like he was giving me just based on my own experiences which is what we're all coming at this with like very like maybe even neurodivergent like he was just that socially awkward like i felt like he wasn't picking up on any of sarah's cues like it would it makes sense to me the interpretation i had as well like where he just really honestly was like they might ask for their stuff back i don't know so i can keep it here like label it and he's also just longing for human connection and maybe isn't very sure how to come like get it um yeah and so I took it more like that. Um, and I think that's how um, Ajani played it. I cannot speak to Chimnall's intentions writing. Chimnall is a hit and a miss with his writing of characters. Right. So who is <laughs> it's weird because he can sometimes really nail it. And sometimes he's very, I think there's sometimes like an idea in his head of a person or a character and it doesn't always come across in how he writes mm-hmm. that character. But I agree that for me, I feel like, um, Nick was extremely in that category of a character who is does not like is not at all understanding of like the way that his behavior not his even behavior but the, the way that things read because he just did not have that kind like it just felt like again I think neurodivergence is a is an accurate is it can be an accurate read right and I also was just like if you don't know you don't you don't know what you don't know right like it's one of those things like mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to have people that he's like oh yeah like i don't think he would have ever told anybody this story about this storage space it's just a thing he does right and he doesn't know that everybody else doesn't do it because he doesn't really talk to people right like that's my thought like yeah this is the thing that people do right like i don't know i just never nothing about him came off to me um creepy even like even if like on paper if i was to read that script i probably would have read that character a little more stalkery or creepy but the way that they are played in the and that's probably down to the direction as well is mm-hmm. not played that way at all and that's maybe kind of maybe the difference in like chibnall might always have a decent grasp of these characters but it's always the director has to interpret it and like make sure the actors are given what is on the paper um mm-hmm. and so maybe the director was like i don't want to give that energy and it, as a woman um and a woman of color she would probably have a you know have a little bit of understanding of that dynamic of man you know not quite knowing boundaries or whatever the situation is so i feel like she would have been very explicit about like let's not let's make sure not to give this character any thing that is extremely threatening 
within this within this framework mm-hmm. because I think the character is actually not meant like I think both of the characters are meant to be problematic in their own kind of unique ways and like both mm-hmm. have issues connecting with people and both have issues with like understanding other people it feels like what they get throughout the time loop is uh empathy and like mm-hmm. they get the perspective of other people that they just never have for whatever the reasons are like I would say with her with Sarah it's like She's working a lot. She's trying to keep this afloat. So, like, the social life, she doesn't have it. She doesn't really have these. She's very insular. Like, everything that's happening to her, she feels like, oh, I'm suffering. This is happening. All my friends are out there, right? Like, that's how she comes mm-hmm. into the episode. And Nick is very much like, like you said, I feel like just wanting connection and like, oh, I like her. But she's obviously not picking up on any of that. And so, to me, it's like they are both, they have, like, internal narratives about their own lives and about themselves that they, like, fully believe is the reality until they realize like oh I have misread so much um and that was what I think like you said the time wasn't the point and it wasn't the point for me either for me it was much more like an unraveling of like these kind of stories and these ideas you have about like like we all see ourselves one way and then the reality is something different or like the way other people see us is different and it's like actually having to confront that because like again Sarah at the beginning is like, I'm about to go get a weapon, which is like, honestly, the best, ca- like, that would have been my choice as well. Like, I'm about to go get a weapon. I truly wouldn't have thought about Nick either. But then you realize, you know, I'm just saying, like, hopefully you got a weapon wherever you at. <laughs> right? Like, I, like, self-preservation is definitely, like, a human instinct, right? And oh, then, absolutely. but you see each time it happens, each time the loop happens, it's like, she gets more and more. It's not, because even the second loop, she's not like, oh, like next time I'm like she had to be realized that it was even a thought that he had. He was like, "Oh, I'm coming to save you. You were coming to save me, right?" And she was like, no, "Yeah, yeah." But she really at that point hadn't even thought about it. Like, damn, I really was not even thinking about this man. And so, like over time, she realizes, like, hmm, maybe if I like think about like somebody else, like if I really intentionally mm-hmm. like focus on not just myself, maybe things change. And it does change, right? Like they get further and further through the loop. <laughs> like they survive a little different ways in myriad ways. I mean, they still get got, but they like, they last longer each time because they're like, they are getting more like cohesive in terms of like their intentions and whatnot. And I feel like, I don't know, but I definitely feel like those characters being extremely flawed were necessary um, to make it feel like at the end, it was like, yes, we actually have like Growth a good, like- yeah, like a whole kind of resolution in like a small, wait like these are like a microcosm of bigger things but like yeah we're gonna just kind of pare it down to something that's like easily distilled for people to be able to get in one hour like we can only do so much character growth in that amount of time so a is a time loop that helps us speed up that process and it's also like this very small group of people so we don't have to like focus on like the external like changes it's like this is about these people in this building and I love that. But yeah, I, di- I didn't read Nick weirdly. I thought he was very like, it wasn't even charming. That's the thing about it. He didn't have those kind of signature things I associate with those type of. I think he was endearing, not charming. Yeah, endearing. And... There we go. Which is not yeah. the same. Because if it was charming, right. it actually would have probably been more triggering for me. Like, right, cause that's exactly. the, the ones that get you. Like the ones that are like, you like are attracted to. Like I'm attracted to you and therefore you are like sneaking up on me. Whereas he's more like, oh. Like, I'm not even going to think about it. Like, oh. And which is, again, could be paternal, like, paternalistic. But that's the 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 vibe he gave off. So I didn't 
I didn't read him that way. And I don't think he, it was directed that way. And I don't think he played it that way. And that's maybe down to just, again, the actor and the director being like, we gonna take this and make it palatable. <laughs> like maybe Chip the Rope did not realize he was writing it this way. Um, yeah, because he definitely you know. was played, like, if you think about the lines themselves, could go in either way, like, some of the right. stuff he says. But, like, he's played so goofily, like, when he overcomes the Daleks, like, he, basically, he just ducks, which the doctor's like, shout out to you, and then, like, lets him take the credit. But, like, the way he plays it when he's taking the credit for the Sarah is clearly, like, somebody who has a crush. He's like, yeah, I totally, yeah, you know, you know, I, I definitely, <laughs> like, took two of them out, no big deal, it's whatever, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. It's very cute and again endearing, but he's definitely goofy throughout. It's not like something that you're like hoping that that's what it is. Like he's very clearly played this way. And again, right. the writing itself, when you look at the lines themselves, could go either way. You could have played it anyway. Um, that's true. But that's how they chose to play it and direct it. And so that's why I took yeah. it. But I will say, just on like my advice to everybody listening at home, if you come across <laughs> these red flags, take them as red flags. You're. You can't know you're right. dealing with a nymph or an actual, like, bad person until you know. So best to not find out. Just take the red flag and go. So, like, absolutely seeing them as red flags, so valid. I also would recommend <laughs> you you watch out for yeah. those things in your life. Yeah. And I appreciate that Sarah is very vocally calling out every time these things happen. Like, she obviously takes it to a point of, like, attack when she's like you are so weird like it's so weird yeah she hurts his feelings but like also takes it to the full extent or which is like if that was a person who was actually probably like really dangerous that would have maybe been like a a breaking point in any other show i would have like this is not the time for this but like because i'm like this is dr who (laughs) like my mind was like this is fine but yeah so she definitely calls it out every time even like when they're at the point where they're what delhi was talking about when they're like finally starting to like express feelings and like oh i you know i've liked you for three years and she's like, oh that's so stalkery that is still like a jokey banter because i think she realizes like mm-hmm. who he is and has kind of figured out that like he, he's just a genuine person that does not know how to be normal <laughs> like mm-hmm. which is like which is fine because she you know we just i'm gonna just i'm gonna just skip it ain't even skip it because it's a time loop so they like they get here like really fast but just like good-hearted weirdos are actually the keepers Right now, that's a quote for later. But I, the reason I bring it up is because once she real like once she realizes that like he's weird, but that like he's a good person. That's that's where the shift happens for her. And it's not like he's not going to stop being weird. Is what I do recognize. Like, oh, he's definitely weird, but mm-hmm. he's not like he's a good person. And like these quirks or things that I can like live with. Um, but also when she says that. Um, let's go. Let's get it. Um, okay, <laughs> let's get it. Uh, so, like, no offense to Nick and Sarah, very cute story. They both grow. Sarah wants to be uh, like it. selfless. Nick learns that you know he was being a little weird, stopping that weird. So cool, love that. But <laughs> <laughs> there's two love stories in this story. <laughs> so. So if y'all if y'all are here, I assume you've listened to other episodes of our podcast, so you know what it is. You know like the little details we were picking up throughout Flux, um, and also you can find it literally all over the internet. Um, so there have been <laughs> there have been tons of Thasmin. Thasmin being the ship name, a ship being like when you are rooting for a relationship. I know not everybody goes to fandom lingo, um, but is the ship name for thirteen and yes, Thasmin. 
Um, so there have been crumbs throughout. And it's like, are these just like queer baiting because they know the fandom wants it? Is this Chibnall just really not putting anything in, but the directors are like, but we kind of ship it, so we're going to slip a little something in. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to play up the moment. Is it the actors playing it that way, even though it's not being written that way? It just was so in the nebulous zone. Like, there was something there. It's just like, where is this something coming from that we just weren't clear on? Right? Ha! Well, let me tell you. <laughs> so we're having this story between Nick and Sarah. They're growing. They're coming together. It's cute. Whatever. Um, and we are still seeing like frustration and kind of cracks in the in the thasmin of it all because you know there's been like some friendship issues, let's say where the doctor's not sharing and Yaz is like share like what is going on. Well, there comes a point where uh, Sarah is basically worried Nick is going to die because of the time loop of it all. Basically, they're now at the part because the time loop keeps getting smaller. She's like, if we don't save him now, he doesn't survive past this point because he always dies at this minute. And this is the last time loop that includes this minute. But in it, she's, you know, she goes on to like, you know, little speechy speech. And she says that she's been told that the good, we- the good hearted weirdos, like Nick has a good heart and the good hearted weirdos are the keepers. And tell me why. Tell me why. I know why, but tell me why. They like pan over to Yaz, and Yaz is l- the lingering look she gives. The lingering 13. look. Lingering. And now you can it, be like, yeah, right. but maybe she's just playing it like that. Right. Maybe and that. Then. No. Because <laughs> no. the 13 looks at her and is like, what? And Yaz kind of like shakes herself, like, what? Oh, nothing. 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 Like, I, like, uh, I love it that, because then they have like Dan kind of be like, in the background, in the constantly background, right. just like throwing the eyes, like okay, I, I'm 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 picking up what's being put down. Like, so it's like just to confirm that like we are not just reading into something. They also have people within the within the space within the show also confirming like this is happening. Like this is the thing that is happening. So that was one thing. I was like, oh my god, that was I very know, I was like, explicit. Okay. I was like, that was super explicit. Now. So that's what's funny about it because then. It, <laughs> you're like that i was like that is so explicit it's canon oh my gosh i freaked out i paused i replayed it i messaged nicole like i did the whole thing because i was like this is it oh my gosh we got our moment it's canon blah 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 like who knows what's gonna happen after this so i was like oh i was like hey like you there but i didn't give away nothing so i was just like yes didn't give away nothing because then that's not it so again, we're in a time loop, so it restarts yet again. And this time, the Daleks have gotten, unfortunately, smarter, and they, like, turn off the lights or whatever. And so 13's like, I got to go by myself. And Yaz is like, stop leaving us. And, of course, my heart just broke for her because I was like, oh, oh, my gosh, my little Yaz. Um, but the <laughs> does go off. And I, again, at this point, I'm like, oh, see, more hints, more crumbs. No, 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 no. Because again. <laughs> Dan the white man. Dan my man. My man. No, I know see, Nicole I, is polite. Nicole's like, I don't want Dan to happen, but look, Dan. <laughs> Dan y'all, 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 y'all are giving Dan so much. And I say y'all because a lot of y'all. Y'all giving Dan so much. Because he gave us everything. Cause Dan, like, <laughs> but then you can't, you can't let, you cannot let that sh- undo all of well he didn't do nothing wrong but you can't just be like now he the homie you can't 
<laughs> but he did. Me and he did. He what? What I do appreciate is that we were like. I think we explicitly was like, if Dan. I'm pretty sure we either said this in our space or in our previous episode. You know, I don't know the difference because my brain has merged all mm-hmm. these experiences. But like, we were specifically like, if he just was like, "What what y'all got going on?" We would like him. So <laughs> I did technically say that. That was said, and he definitely was like, because uh, it makes sense. I'm like, y'all are y'all are like legit <laughs> friends. Like, it's not like he's somebody who joined the tarp. It's like y'all y'all spent years together. Like y'all are close. Theoretically, like if you were writing, if I were writing it, like these two characters spent three years together, stuck at a time that they're not familiar with, with only each other, like to like lean on. Yeah, y'all are close, like y'all are friends. It would make sense to me that Dan would bring it up, like, "Hey, homie, look, let's have a chat." <laughs> let's have and a that's chat. exactly what happened. That's what he did. That's definitely that's what he did. That's what he did. He did like he said every said. single thing that we said. <laughs> like he was like I spent this much time with you I saw how you was looking at the hologram we was like damn he really just fitting he really did he, 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 listened, to, he listened to Carbis he listened to Who Watch and then he was like mm, I see what it is and then he went and talked to Yes for us on our behalf that's what it felt like because he was he's like yo you were staring at the hologram and Yes is like no I wasn't and I was like yes and he also was like yes <laughs> alright he was like come on now like hello I I know um, you. I've like been with you for four years. Like you think I don't know when I love you that though. Feeling away. Yeah, I'm like, I love that. So it, it, like not, it wasn't just like again. Like if Nick would be like, oh, do you have a crush? Like we would be like whatever. They just throwing that in there to you know fan service. Whatever. It was the fact that it's a character who in like in the canon has known her for so long. Like he can read her in mm-hmm. that way. So it's very like it's so it's so like it's a comfort. Like you are at this particular point. There is no. There is like no denying what we were talking about at this point. Like, and I love that they just like, oh, you thought we were gonna be subtle? No, we're gonna keep it, keep it pushing. So like, yeah, he's like, and tell you what it is. But then, yes, it's like I haven't told anyone, not even my. And I'm like, oh my god, girl. I don't know like okay like, maybe I'm in the minority that that was the one little part that I was like I don't know how I feel about that like I you know it's still like all representation is important representation but like I just because we're so close to the end and we'll get there right. but like I am worried if she is closeted and we're so close to the end like and I just don't trust companion endings from right you know because I've been scorned before I'm like I'm concerned a little I'm like mm. yeah I I honestly didn't even read it as like a closeted statement. I thought of it more as a genuinely like I have never really been uh, in love with somebody. Like I've never had these kind of feelings. Period. So I've never like oh that's said valid. it. So I didn't really take it as like a woman. I literally took it as like anybody. Because like when you think about yeah, when we meet her, it's like she's a very young like uh, trainee. Like she's extremely young. You don't really ever hear her talk about at, like dating at all, which is probably a failure of characterization. It's like to, you know, they don't drop this stuff in there unless they plan to use it in a story, which is like whatever. People date sometimes; it's not that important. But um, yeah, it just to me, I read it much more like it was never something like she just has never had that type of feeling for another person, and therefore is like not fully <laughs> like. I don't even think she know. Like, I really honestly think, like, in the boat, like, we think about, like, her on the boat watching a hologram. I don't think she's clocked it as what it is for herself. Like, I think Dan, though, I think Dan's like, damn, you feeling 
yeah, you down bad. But she just like, oh, my <laughs> friend, bad. I miss my friend. Like, I don't necessarily know that she realizes it is like a romantic longing. We do because we've been looking like we like. Come on now, y'all been throwing looks at each other for years, even though uh, the story was not giving y'all a chance to really chew on that. But it has existed. <laughs> like the energy is there. So I yeah, I definitely didn't read it or take it as like a coming out thing. I took it much more so as like a genuinely having romantic feelings is a newer experience which but there was also that story and i'm like was it her first season or was it her second where she talks about like they like did the bare minimum talking about like how she ran away from home or something when she was oh yeah because Um, she had unresolved things or something like that but it was so nebulous and so vague I and think we so now, we did assign that. To, I do think, like collectively, we did assign that to being like, "Oh, she's queer, but hasn't come right. out." But they don't give us enough for that to be like a statement of fact. We all just kind of putting pieces because we already like that, man. But but we was already on the ship, so we going back. We working backwards from the fact that we think that she's in love with the doctor. So when that episode happens, we're like, "Yeah, she's gay, obviously." Um, but that don't. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's yeah. So it could be that's it actually like, could that be that plus the that plus the like little I haven't even talked to myself or whatever she said. I'm like, mm, are y'all trying to do a closeted story? Like I just hmm. it's not that I'm <laughs> anti-vibing the story. I uh, don't. You don't have trust. time to fully. We don't have time to fully do justice. That. But I thought some also, people just come out, and so that would be my thing. Like if you gonna do that, which I really just hope it's not that. But if you are doing that, like I very much hope it's like, damn. I'm gay. And that's like the whole thing. Because for some people, it's not, it's like stressful to not know or not have the words. Right. In the, like, you can be okay with yourself, but just not really understand your own identity or like how you feel until you are like put into a situation where you have to define it or have to like have clarity about it. And I, like, again, I've always read, yeah, it's kind of like having a certain idea about herself or about the world or whatever and like really only dealing with it being something other than that when she confronted with that that alternative reading of something like oh okay well this is now new information i have i'm mm-hmm. going to down fold that in but like other than that other than like experiencing it herself i don't know that she has the like not necessarily imagination but i just don't think that she thinks about things until she's experienced them <laughs> like so i feel like being queer right and being scared of those feelings because you don't really have an outlet for them versus like now i'm have a your crush or whatever like i'm in love with a film presenting person and i'm a film presenter or you know whatever wow this is, is this what this is but then maybe you know just have once you have the language for it once you know what it is it's like it's maybe not that big of a deal you know what i mean so hopefully if they're doing a coming out type situation it's done in a way where like the trauma isn't the point or like the the coming yeah, out because exactly. i actually don't think they didn't really set it up to where it would be a. It, it, if it was an issue, it's an internalized issue because right. her mama was down with her. Her mama was like, "Are y'all dating?" Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's not like, <laughs> like, a... it's like so. That's what I think. It's like you would have to really justify her having that kind of internal, which doesn't to me feel like something she would be super. Now again, teenage jazz, who might have had like we don't know her. We know a little bit of her family life, but we know her family life in that moment. We don't know her family life years before when she was younger, right? So, she, younger Yaz might have had a conflict that present day Yaz wouldn't have. So, like, my hope would be that if they are doing that, that they are very much not leaning into that being like a traumatic or like. Right. That's my word. Process. I yeah. hope not. 
I hope it was like just a either throwaway line or she meant like like Nick saying because I just don't <laughs> really think they have the time nor the range to be honest. Right. Like, well, they could have the range I, if they know. gave it time, but no. So I'm hoping that's not the and like it doesn't need to be the core of it because like it could like at this point for me, <laughs> especially based on the other like storylines we've had in Doctor Who that were meant to be progressive but were really just traumatic. Um, I am totally fine with it just being like they're gay what about it and like not even really acknowledging it like i'm that's kind of what i'm hoping it ends up being but we'll see um so yeah dan's (laughs) a real one he like looking out for his homie ass there's more there's more because you're like at this point i'm like oh my gosh so yaz is confirmed to have to <laughs> to the doctor i am beside myself so excited i no love that about this so much stupid time loop like it wasn't a stupid time loop but that's how i was feeling i do not care what happens at this particular I do not care. point i just need and, us to move forward with this with this and so my brain is already going i'm like okay so is that how like their like time together ends like she admits it to the doctor and the doctor's just been so oblivious and wrapped up in herself like but they don't really ever come together like i don't know i'm already like ideating like what could happen (laughs) with this storyline now that we know yaz has potentially unrequited feelings for the doctor but dan was like "Mm, nah we're not playing that i don't got time i've been sitting here for four years i'm I'm over it shout out to dan he's like I'm not here for the slow burn. Like this is too much, y'all. See me and Dan, I will get. See, I have to, man. Me and Dan have to be on the same wave again because I also don't do the slow burns. Like I like we, I like communication. I like people to be like, "Hey, what's good? I like you." So me and Dan on the same page on this. He like so. Like I no usually gas. like a slow burn, but he does. <laughs> Go ahead. No, but he literally was like, you know, you know, she likes you, right? You know, yeah, I like her too. He like no, she which of course I knew you. that was exactly what she was gonna say. I was like, the do- right. now you know the doctor is just gonna be like, yeah, me too, like. <laughs> like. <laughs> and he's like, no, like you, and then she like, what are you? I don't know what you are saying. He was like, now come on, like we grown. He I love that he really was just like, <laughs> I love that his like tone was like, now look, let's not, <laughs> let's not. I love that because it's like I'm not about to play with you today. Like today. I'm not about to play with you. <laughs> it's like, we've died several times. I'm like, over it. On. Like, like, let's stop just get it. to the nitty and the gritty. Cause I'm not. Why about you keep to pretending and playing and mining Yaz's faces? Like he basically said literally that, like that's not a direct quote. That's, quote, what, it's that's basically what he said. Like he basically said, like, I don't know why you acting like you don't know, but I know that, you know, <laughs> I and, the fa- you. and the doctor's face. I was like, Ooh, I love it. It was, I see Jody. Again, we like we always knew Jody was that one. Like we know she had the range, but like it was so many different things played on her face in that moment that it was like I loved because like we the doctor as like the character like we've seen the doctor go through several romance and romance adjacent relationships mm-hmm. where it's like always conflicted for some reason or another. But generally, it's the reason of like oh you're gonna die and I'm gonna live forever. And it's like I mean can like yeah but like i'm cool whatever you being dramatic but in this situation that conflict is so much more like pertinent than i feel mm-hmm. like it ever is because hey the doctor's been getting threatened like this whole episode and them like we coming to fuck you up specifically sorry about the cuss we coming to get you specifically so already you on our list that's the dallas they through three species up in that little flux. So if it's any remaining Cybermen, which let's hope it's not, and any remaining Spuds, truly let's hope it's not. But if it's any left, they also come for the Doctor. So the Doctor is like, 
I'm on borrowed time. And then time itself was like, oh, baby, you think? You think I'm not coming back for you? So the doctor is genuinely on like, I do not know how long I have at this iteration of myself. So I really don't know. So I think Jody really played that well in her face. Like, oh, oh, this is like a concept like that I, I don't want to think about because then I have to think about all the other things. Like, I feel like so much played in her face, like that conflict, but also kind of like the interest, like intrigue. I don't know. I really mm-hmm. liked how she just kind of like, all the things we know the doctor is probably thinking about just based on previous versions of that kind of storyline played on her face. I was like, yeah, you did that. That was real nice. That was a really good face acting, a face journey. I loved it. It was great. She was emoting. And I love that it wasn't like, oh, but it was also not like, Ugh. it was like a very good mix of emotion in the in the facial expression. It was very given like, I want to think about this, but like not too much because it's, it's overwhelming. Um, which is which would yeah. be, which um, I think is her whole thing right now because she does tell Yaz, which is what brings it up because she basically sends Yaz off on a task, and Yaz is tired of basically being separated from the doctor because she is clearly fearing the, the thing, unfortunately yeah. inevitable end of their journeys together, and <clears throat> the doctor sends her off again, like go get the other two, and Yaz doesn't want to go, and like the doctor said is basically like do as I say, and she's upset, and then the doctor like takes a moment and is like, look, I'm sorry, but this has to happen because I can't have you die, which also, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not going to let you it die was, as a result energy, of, like, my mistakes. Yeah, it was not, it was not, like, like it was a different, like, and again, we know, that was a different energy than, like, oh, no, I'm not going to let people die. It was very much, like, yes, you I don't want people to die, but it was very targeted, like, I you not specifically. Not going to you, yes. Yes, what it felt like to me and that's not even just coming from a ship or thing like that literally was like oh damn like how that's the line was delivered magic thing that has happened on right. this show <laughs> it was one of was the, that like, how it was written i don't know but that's how jody played it so like right. so period. it was very very like and so I love that. very powerful even afterwards <laughs> Uh, so when they're back on the tardis yaz asked like what did you mean and the doctor blows her off so I think, once again, like, I think the issue is not that the doctor doesn't have feelings for Yaz. The doctor just has so much other stuff. She is like, I can't add this thing. Like, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with this. Like, can you just stay good and all right right now? Like, I just don't have time. Which is actually a very realistic and common failure in other relationships. Like, people get so wrapped up in their own stuff. Like, as soon as like their partner or whoever like starts having problems, it's like not you two. I literally just need you to stay fine until I can deal with the stuff, and then we can deal with us. And of course, to the partner, they're like, "That's not fair." Uh, absolutely not. We're I need to deal with this now, or I'm dipping. So that could right. be how this ends. I don't know, but, but I want to say I want to point out that after they got out of the building magically, I will let y'all oh, have that. They magically got out the building. And be, when it collapsed, because they used fireworks as the, like, ignition source, um, you know, I had, like, a cute little fireworks display. And Yaz is looking at the fireworks, and she's in awe. She's like, oh, that's so cute. And the doctor is looking at Yaz, like... And, and Dan's in the background looking at both of them, like... <laughs> that's like, the Dan thing is just literally the eyes me, emoji at this point. Yes, <laughs> I literally... This is my nose. It's like... I have so many eye emojis in my nose. It was like when... The weirdo line. I'm like, yes, eyes, 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 eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Dan, eyes, 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 eyes. Like because he is literally like, yeah, I see it. Y'all see it? Like, and I feel like it almost feels like breaking the fourth wall. And he's like, y'all see that, right? Y'all see that? 
I'm like, yes, we see it, Dan. Of course we do. We, we, we ain't new to this. We true to this. Um, but yeah, so that I just wanted to bring, I wanted to really just remind y'all that it's real out here and that that is a very, like, that is officially canon. Like, we're not making this up. We were not making it up before. And if they were to try to act like we wasn't seeing what we were seeing, I would have been very upset. Like, literally would have been furious about it because that's, A, like queer baiting and also just like, Bad writing. Don't do that. Um, so I'm very glad that they not only like confirmed that like these things you have been picking up are happening, but also made it explicit within the show where it's not like something the characters can be like, oh, I don't know what we're talking. Nope. Now we all know. Now we're on the same page, not on the same page, but we all at least at some level understand that there's a situation here. <laughs> um but yeah, I I I um what's interesting to me is about how when like they get back on the TARDIS and the doctor's like yeah like I didn't mean that I was just saying words I was just saying something and Yaz did not argue um I felt like that was an explicit choice because like Yaz is always mm-hmm. like no nah, we gonna do 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 something about that was like <laughs> like I really it like stood out to me that Yaz just smiled like you know what okay Cause I feel like once she kind of came, like one thing kind of forced her to think about it, like her feelings a little bit and like really just name them. It helps her think about her relationship, like how she, how she reacts to the doctor. And like after this experience, obviously it's like having a little bit more perspective of why the doctor might be pulling back. Um, Cause like, even though she asking like, what did you mean by that? I think she knows. Like, I think she has an idea of like what the doctor means by that. Like, you were there. <laughs> like, you saw some of what happened. And, like, the immediate result of us doing what we did is, like, me, the doctor's trying to kill me right now. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I think Yaz not fighting it or not really making a point to, like, argue in that moment was, like, you know what? You probably are not. Like, we're going to get where I want us to get to. Like, we're going to have that conversation that we have been talking about having for, let's assume, weeks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they've been talking about, like, we're going to go to the beach. Because this is it's implied that they were going to go to that beach that day, lay up under, you know, lay up in there, play with some sea animals, and have a little chit-chat. Like, that was the implication. And they didn't yes, get Yes, a beach so, day. So. <laughs> they literally, like, that's where they were on their way to. And then she said, we're not going to have that conversation on the beach. So, like, that was the plan. That was the what they had put in the schedule. Like, we're going to have that talk. So I think, yes, after having this experience, it's like, I do want to have this talk and I really want to have, you know, know what happened and know your experience. But something about, like, that time loop and, like, all these kind of emotions coming out, I don't know, it just made her feel like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like she was, because she was settled in, like, her own feelings, it made her less, not even combative, but just like, you know what, I'm going to give her time to get to where I am now. I think that's what it was. It's like, every episode of Flux, she's like, what's going on? Doctor, like, I ain't dealing with you right now. And it was like, she always had to argue it back, mainly because I think she just like, didn't like not knowing. And now, because she knows, I mean, she knows her own feelings, right? Like, she's very, she's accepted her own feelings. That's like a level of contentness that, even in itself, even if it's unresolved or unrequited, knowing how you feel is like, it, it's kind of grounding like so she's just like I'm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm gonna let this rock because now I know where I stand and how I feel so then like going forward I can like react to stuff and like engage with this knowledge <laughs> as opposed to like where I'm just confused internally so everything externally was confusing as well 
I don't know, it just feels like a good re- resolution of yeah, Yaz, could be a Yaz lot. as a character for herself. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of <laughs> peace and acceptance. Like, that's true in real life. Like, just yes. accepting, like, this is where I'm at. I understand it now. And I don't need to do anything about it. Or I can, or I, but, like, the, like, the control like the power knowing. is back to me. Like, yes. in the knowledge of what it is that's happening and why I'm feeling so... Not necessarily desperate. I mean, like, desperate makes it sound like, ooh, she's desperate. Like, legitimate, like, it's valid. <laughs> she's been traveling right. around the doctor, got left in 1901 for three years, got, like, left for 10 months, like, in freaking, like, when she, for, like, the New Year, New Year last year's New Year's right. special. Like, totally legitimate how she's feeling and how, like, frantic she's felt because also she's seeing people who have ended their time with a doctor and she's realizing her feelings about being left are a problem and very strong and she's also like looking like <laughs> ryan and graham just dipped like they didn't have a problem like what's wrong with uh-oh right what's happening um so valid why she was feeling so frantic but coming to the realization and understanding i think can yeah, bring yeah a lot that's, of what, that's what i think the difference is like the way yes. she leaves it like she normally lets the doctor do whatever but like you know there's just a different energy she's just like you know what this this is this is it. This is the this is our dynamic right now. Until, but at least I know why I feel this way, or why I felt so fearful, or why I felt so like abandoned, or whatever the feelings were. I think it's like now she has named it and like knows what it is, and that like changes how. Like hopefully, like when they resolve <laughs> whatever happens, that like she's just ha- like she's just internally like herself she gets a happy ending. Like, I want Thasman as a couple to have uh, together. Like, I want them to be together. I want them to be a couple. I don't care. I know we have... Because that's a whole different conversation we had about, like, the doctor having relationships. Um, due to, like, being, like, right. several billion years old. Who knows? Because they just be deciding any kind of age at any old time. But putting that aside, I want them to be together. I want them to have a chance to be happy together. But I mostly mm-hmm. want, like, if I cannot have that, the second best thing is that Yaz is extremely happy in whatever. Yes. So, like, if they can't be together, but it's like they have a good resolution, but she leaves A on good terms, like, in a healthy way and, like, alive, because, like, that's alive is top, like, number one, number one. But, like, that would also feel very, because I think, again, just accepting and knowing how you feel about something does give you a level of freedom that you don't have when you are unsure and so even if you don't get what you want in the end the fact that you were able to name and call out what you want and to put like a face name to it that is like a big deal um which is kind of you know it kind of mirrors martha like martha's like look i'm not about to keep playing with you you know what i'm here for you know mm-hmm. what i want but you keep being wishy-washy about because he was wishy-washy with martha it wasn't he like was. he was like the energy was this might be a david Tennant. i just thought about this this might just be an actor like charisma and like chemistry thing between them but he definitely was giving the energy so i can see why she like you keep yes. saying words but your actions ain't lining up with your words um <laughs> so like but martha was like look i know what i want and i know i ain't gonna get it i'm not gonna sit here and play myself so bye so if it, if it, if they cannot be together i would also be okay with yeah it's being like i don't want to have a half relationship and i don't want to have like a fractured relationship i'd rather just leave like on good terms and like you know 
with love for one another, but like, I don't want to get my heart broken or whatever the situation is. I'll be okay with that too. But also y'all need to just go ahead and let them kiss right off into the sunset. Be like, oh, the doctor out here. We yeah, actually that's what the doctor doing. And then be like, oh, next season, <laughs> Joe Martin is, we, we, we going to that doctor. I don't know. I don't care how y'all do it because y'all can do it any kind of way, but you can let them be happy together. That's all I'm saying. I mean, honestly, this is just getting into our roots, rants, and raves. And the rant being that Thasman is happening <laughs> at the 11th hour. Because, like, right. there's only so many ways this can end with so little time. And most of them end in, like, Yaz being upset. And I'm not down with that. So they need to figure it out. I don't care if they like, I I wish, well, first of all, it's a rant because, <laughs> like, I deserve to see them being happy together. Like, yeah. you know how many episodes I watch Rose and Tennant, like, flirting along all around time and space? Like, which, you know, right. I, like, look, no... I, people have problems with that i'm more or less fine with it like tin is my doctor so like whatever episodes he's in like nope. whatever but but big but <laughs> uh only rose got that treatment so like i wanted like why not that for yasmin why yeah. not that for yasmin khan and if now that it's the 11th hour there's only a few ways you can end it most of them are bad for yas so i need them to just wrap it up in a way that makes her happy and if that means that they don't end up together so be it but i need her to be happy when she parts from the doctor or like goes on her own way like i cannot have our one queer story in this in this like of the main characters of doctor who be i mean unless you count jack but like his his romance was never like the center of plot i cannot Mm -hmm. have our one queer story uh end in heartbreak like hello this is a whole like trope don't do that (laughs) don't do it yeah so i mean that we agreed on that rant. Like, this is... I'm glad that it is canon and that it's happening and that, like, nobody can say we were making it up. Like, this happened. Boop. It's on, it's here. But I do hate that we had to wait so late into this run to get it because, like, we obviously are not going to get a chance to see... Like, no matter what happens, good or bad, we are not really going to get to see it play out. So, like, if they, if they get a happy ending, we have to just have it in our hearts. Like, oh, they had a happy ending... But we don't get to enjoy it and experience it the way that we like. I mean, using like 10 and Ro- even though like 10 and Rose on replay was very annoying. But in the first run, like the first time I was like, oh, that's so cute. That was very naive of me. Um, but yeah, no, I would it love that it's for, not endearing for sure. No, yeah, I would love that for characters who I want to see together. Um, which is not to say I didn't like 10 and Rose at the concept um but it was just that like by the time they got there we were like fine this makes sense just do it let's go that's how i thought about it at least but wait like with Dasman, it's like I, this like hello like I, this is what i've been wanting to see this is what we need this is what you know this is what we wanted this is like why why i'm here um so yeah mm-hmm. it was waiting so late to canonize it because i think i really truly believe like if it was not intentional from the beginning, that was a mistake. Like, the actors were playing it a certain way. The directors were directing it a certain way. But it has always been, to me, kind of underlying. Like, I don't, I'm not a ship person. Like, I generally do not ship things that don't feel like they are plausible. <laughs> like, in world, in universe. Mm-hmm. So, for me to be like, that's definitely something going on there. Like, that's, that's just, that was, that's been there the whole time for me. So, like, those seeds have been sown and those that plan has been watered and it is I'm just mad that we're not gonna get to see the the fruit. Like we get to see the, everything else, but we do not get to get the fruit off of 
the tree. I don't know what plants do, but y'all y'all get the analogy, okay? You you plant it, it grows. Yeah, I see what you put down, but it hasn't flowered yet. Like it's grown, we see that, but we didn't get to pick the ripe, fresh, delicious fruit of seeing that relationship play out. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's just the real like. It's like I I'm happy, but also like. I mean, better this than the queer meeting, so I will take it. But I yeah. think it's just we just need to note it, call it out, and <laughs> you know, let it be what it is, and you know, hold the standard, but also just be like, it is what it is. So that's I, we we had the same rant, so that's our rant. My rave is obviously I'm riding that good SS Thasman into the good <laughs> horizon. Like I am, I'm just I'm having the time of my life. Like. Thasmin is canon. Right. And that's all I need. Like that's that's it. Like we got we got a first of all, like a femme presenting doctor who is killing the game. That was already great. But now we also got a queer story, like chit, like I got lots of critiques for Jimdal, but like ain't nobody even tried to give us that before. So for all his faults of what he's tried to give us. At least he tried, and he's right. done a good job in some areas. And here we are, right on the ship, sailing <laughs> forth. Yes, um, and my rave is so. I have the same rave. I obviously am like extremely happy that this is way like I. This to me is like yes, we're going out on a like high note if they're following through with this. But I will also say my rave is that um, Dan has a more solidified purpose. <laughs> in the story and I like again I don't necessarily feel like personally this episode justifies the previous six but a lot of people are forgiving us but I will say that I do appreciate that what the what he has done throughout the flux um series does then make him very purposeful in this episode so like it was a very long a very long uh <laughs> preamble to like this moment of like payoff where we like oh this is what Dan mm-hmm. is here for <laughs> and I don't feel like mm-hmm. we should have to wait that long I kind of feel like y'all should have did this like three episodes ago but it's fine whatever my thing is he finally didn't feel like he was taking up space in the way that in previous episodes I felt like he detracted that's the like you could take up space but not detract from other people in this episode I feel like he was very purposefully like mm-hmm. he was moving the story and moving the characters forward because he was like just you know uh, purpose like i mean like he he actually had a point um so yeah i thought that was good um and it could because he also was in service of the character like he didn't take away from that he was in service to yaz and 13 like he was yes like so like supported like you know what i mean like, i don't explain it because usually like white men tend to to, to be centered even if they are not centered but mm. he managed to really take like he took the back seat, but like <laughs> I can't explain it because he was present. Obviously, and his his conversations it wasn't are what, about him and his deed, right. like of being there and being such a good friend or anything. It was just right. like he was the stand-in character to speak what we've all been thinking. Yeah, and I think that's a good direction. That might be another thing that we say like is a really good direction choice because that could easily have been like a thing where it's like i have noticed you notice her and it's like very much about him being perceptive i have watched versus, from the mountain 
Like it could have very easily been about him or been made to be about him and his perception and his I've seen you together. I did it. It's very much like you got feelings. I think you having feelings. You was feeling feelings. Feelings are had. Then he talked to the doctor. He like, Yeah, I got feelings. Y'all got feelings together. He like not making really any commentary on the feelings, more than other than to say, like, I know what it's like to not tell somebody how you feel, which we got to see because mm-hmm. my good sister was like, Hell no. Your life is wild. I ain't trying and to live if that. Compare, if you compare it to like Graham and like how he <laughs> moved and the monologues he was delivering that were all about him and his grief and his experiences, right. like night and day. Right. So that's why I will I put that as a rave because I did feel like there is a very subtle difference in like how you take up space. And I felt like he took up space in a way that served the other characters and made their stories like meaningful without detracting from it. Whereas grandma's a good example because grandma's like somehow we always came back to your feelings and i'm like bruh we all yeah, got pain and i also i think we might <laughs> like, <laughs> we all got pain um i think also and we can move on after this but i think and maybe it might have been in our twitter space not la- uh, last episode so we did a twitter space after our last episode um went out and we were just talking about like ways to fix things and i think i talked about how i kind of felt like Dan had this trajectory and was there to be it seemed like they were building up him to be more like Yaz's companion almost because we see him mm-hmm. um like when they're in 1901 1902 and so on and so forth and like he's his character is serving Yaz and not in a bad way like it he's helping Yaz he's helping push her character growth and supporting yeah. her as a friend and as a character but then from that episode on, it kind of just seems like he's around and his um, purposefulness decreases each right. episode after that. And it's like, it feels like we needed this because because there was always the question of like, why did we have to introduce him as a companion here? And so in the episode where they go back in time, it's like, oh, so Yaz isn't by herself back in time. That makes sense. But then after that, it's like, mm, we don't have anything else to do with, with him. So he's just kind of around. And I feel like this story supports that original thought. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so that's why his trajectory probably stagnated because this was his purpose all along was to be the person who's like, mm, um, giving Yaz the support she needs as the doctor is going wild, first of all. Right. Um, and also being there to become a good friend to her because they did have that time together, even if most of it was off screen. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's. I think that's what we envisioned um, for Dan, like even just trying to conceptualize why he was there in the beginning. And then obviously they, it was like a few episodes where we like, he ain't doing that. And then he did, like we had the episode when they were in the past together. And I'm like, okay, this is what we wanted. But then like you, like you said, it's like after that was fulfilled. Like, oh, he's back to just being kind of decorative. Um, and so I do appreciate again that like, they like brought that back and also made that time with Yaz meaningful in that like he could be the person that has that conversation with Yaz and it doesn't feel out of place and out of nowhere because again any character could have observed those looks and been like y'all I mean what's good like y'all are clearly feeling away but coming from Dan it it feels more like again I feel like it legitimizes it more even though again they they do not give you opportunity they said this is not what it is right like they every time we think like oh damn they really explicit then they got a little slightly more explicit to the point where it's just like they dating no you know but (laughs) 
but yeah, so I just love, I do love, I, cause I'm, I'm a character person. Like I like character. So I want to have a reason to be invested in a character. And I want, I, like, I don't, plot is fun. I love a good plot, but I don't like, if the plot is slow, but I like the characters, I don't, I'm, I, I'm, I'm on board as long as the characters are doing something that like they're being challenged or something, which Yaz is constantly being challenged. Cause she like, I am in love with this lady. And she is out here acting a damn fool. But now she knows that. First, I think she's just like, she acting a fool. I'm acting a fool. Dan acting a fool. What's going on? Because she didn't know. But now she knows. Like, really knows. So, yeah, I really appreciated how they did make Dan uh, come back around to being, like, that sounding board and, like, that person who caught. Because every series or every, like, era needs those people who are close enough to the characters to know how they are, but removed enough to call them out uh if that makes sense like you have like mm-hmm. even with like amy and rory like rory is there most of the time is like it's there pretty much but he doesn't have the same entry entry point to the doctor and doesn't have the same initial emotional like connection to the doctor so he is viewing things as an outsider even though he's there the whole time and so he can always clock the doctor in a way that amy just would not be able to because amy has that like those rose colored, you know, the rose tinted glasses, and it's like very mm-hmm. just emotionally attached to the, to mm-hmm. the doctor. Where like Rory is like, I yeah, I mean, I have fun, I love him. That's my that's my dog, but he also on that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, so Dan has only ever really been Yaz's companion. Um, he hasn't spent a lot of time with the doctor actually, in the way that Yaz has spent with the doctor. Um, so he has much more of a read on the situation like without the the like I say it like with Rose and Tan is like or no sorry I used Amy and Rory as an example that Amy always saw the doctor through rose colored glasses because Amy had that emotional connection to him. Whereas Rory did eventually like care for the doctor, but the, a lot of their relationship he was just like that observer that's like, are y'all serious? Like are y'all doing this? And so I feel like Dan is the Rory of this situation in that he's just there, but he's there for like with Yaz, whereas like Rory is there with Amy. He is not there mm-hmm. for the doctor or like with the doctor himself, if that makes sense. Um, so like, yeah, I, I, I just trust that Dan has insight into like Yaz's emotions and like behavior that, you know, it, it it makes it worthwhile. It makes it feel like earned when he's the person that calls out these like obvious things that we see, like these lingering looks and you, this, uh, this yearning and longing and all that. Like it makes a lot of sense for him to be that person. And like, it does pay off of like the time they spent together. It takes mm-hmm. too long in the scheme of like <laughs> this whole season. But it is a rewarding kind of like this is why he's here. This is what he does, and this is like what he's giving. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this is why this is what we needed because them two alone probably never would have gotten to this place. <laughs> I don't think because again, I think it's yes, like just not realizing for herself like what those emotions were, or like not really knowing what to assign them, like not know like not having the box like the box we are like this is romance you are in love right like that's what we thinking but she's just like i'm just having strong feelings i'm scared to lose this person i don't like i don't think she understood and like having somebody who's mm-hmm. there who knows her because again dan knows yes like dan knows yes way better i mean like way better than anybody else probably but the doctor <laughs> because of the amount of time they spent 
together, like in the circumstances that they spent. Right, together. that's what I mean. Like they were, they were in the trenches for like, years, together. years. Right, and it's like other than that's a doctor who spent that much time. We can assume because they were traveling a lot off camera as well, off screen as well. But like he's there, he would have all of this information about yes that we don't have even as the audience. So yeah, I did love having him as the audience surrogate in terms of like calling the thing out that we see, but also it just made him as a character feel more substantial and more fulfilling of a purpose. Um, yeah, that's, I that's what agree. I did. That's what I loved about it. So I will let him have a one single solitary right. And that's it. He has. And we'll see how it goes from here. Because like, again, if, if, this is true and this was his purpose all along i can see that it was just a plotting issue like we can't make this moment come so quick because we have too much else to fit into the flux episodes which would be why his purpose seemed to stagnate at the tail end of flux Mm -hmm. and so i can give them that if this remains to to be like his like kind of role within the gang he's the observer the one calling out like the things that they're doing um and then after you know if you know 13 regenerates or like you know Yaz leaves and that dynamic shifts that makes sense that's fine but if that's his role for right now I can give him that we'll see what he brings in the coming episodes but for now shout out to Dan <laughs> I'm gonna let him have it Dan the man he, he gets it for this one so yay for him um no I did I mean I do I really did like him in this episode like just j- enjoyed him generally because I felt like he was actually again like the timing it was like one of those episodes where he's just like effortlessly in the episode whereas some episodes i'm like why they had to make him fit in this episode <laughs> this one felt like he was actually a, like thoughtfully included um so yeah i i appreciate all of that and also random thing that has nothing to do with anything else except so when they like when the the fireworks are going off and like dude is across the way like oh it's just for me like that old boy from woman who fell to earth like the one that was saved from the uh the noodle monster i forgot what that thing's called i cannot believe i reverted to noodle monster because that's what i was because this is clearly some cameo that i done forgot like i don't couldn't place it but because the reason i remember the reason i figured it out was because i said in the when i first watched i was like this man looks like martin screlly which is so weird because i don't know why i know what martin screlly looks like (laughs) But that's how my mind catalogued that character. So I was like, this, he absolutely why? looks like Martin. <laughs> <laughs> was so, I was like, well, this is a Martin Scully looking man. And then somebody says something about like, oh, it's a cameo. Like, oh, it's the guy. Because I remember saying the same thing. So I don't know what it means. It, it does feel like, I don't know if it's like a cute little callback or if they are actually going to like circle back to him in some way. But either way, I thought that was a little fun thing that it feels too purposeful. Like they added it. They were like, this is a thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That was a fun little, I don't know. If that's a, What is it? It's not an Easter egg. It's not like, if you know, you know. It's definitely a character that people would know if they saw the episode. But I don't know what it means. But I did want to call it out because I feel like it might mean something or he might come back. I don't know. But it was cute, though. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, y'all putting this man in my face. Like, I know who that is, but... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, why is he here? And I was like, this man like Martin Scully. And I had that, like, I was just like, why did this sound? I remember having this thought. And then, like, randomly, somebody said something. I was like, oh, yep, that's what it is. I remember now. That's funny. 
Um, okay, well, noted. We'll see if he comes back or if it was just like an Easter egg for some reason. It wasn't a strong Easter egg, though, if that. So it must mean That's what I mean. But like... I don't know. <laughs> so quotes from the TARDIS. Um, we, I only had one, but as we were talking, I was like, I gotta go put the other one. So the first one was <laughs> no dissing my mate. That's my job. So basically that's Yasmin Khan, who I adore. Um, she, the Sarah is again, she's blunt to a fault. She like, is not very nice. Like she's not, again, I don't think these characters are meant to be likable on their face, but Dan is saying something when they're trying to plan as a group. And Sarah's like, why is he talking? Who is this man? Why is he talking? And that, and then Yasmin says, no dissing my mate. That's my job, which I just thought it was cute. And of course I hadn't (laughs) seen the scene between them yet, but I was just like, look, they're just friends. I love that. You can tell that their relationship developed from the time they had together. Little did I know what was coming, (laughs) but it was a cute little line. Also, I just love Yasmin. Um, The other one, was obviously the biggest takeaway line. I didn't put it in because I thought it was obvious, but as we were talking, I was like, nah, we're going to have to also ta- put that in quotes from TARDIS, um, which is, good-hearted weirdos are the keepers, which was said by Sarah, but that was obviously the moment. The moment when things shifted. The moment. Yeah, that was that was my quote, T-quote, but I had said it earlier. But yeah, to reiterate, good-hearted weirdos are actually the keepers. Is like... I love it because, like, I, I also agree with that. I feel like that's all our friends. Um, like, no shade. I mean that lovingly. Like, we are all. Oh, no, absolutely. Weirdo. Like, I <laughs> feel like I qualify as a good-hearted weirdo. Right. And I love that. Like, I'm like, you're right. We are the keepers. Period. <laughs> like, tell had, about it, Sarah. <laughs> I had one. Okay, so I had one more quote that I didn't put as a quote because it was what my comment is, my thought is, like, when <laughs> when Nick is about to get got for like the I don't know like the seventh loop toward the end, and he's like thanks for the therapy, and he like they blew up all the X and stuff, and he says X terminate X terminate yes okay. he did but oh. my notes with that were like I literally would have shot him too like I literally would have like you that pun deserves extermination like don't do this but it was it was like funny because it was like very bad like it was I know you coming pun. back right I was like I can't. Like it literally, oh, I can't deal with this. <laughs> it's just hilarious because you know he was sitting, he got that set up, and he was waiting for that dog. He thought right. of that. He was so excited. Like he was like, I can't wait to drop this one. Like this is gonna be bars <laughs> might drop. Like that was his last words in that loop. Like sir. Like yeah. He's, again, a go- he's a good-hearted weirdo. I think he's right. meant to be goofy. Lo- I loved his character. I loved both him and Sarah, like for what they were meant to give. I love love them both. Yeah. So that's it for us today. I mean, you got a lot, a lot of Thasman shouting, and I hope I hope there will be much, 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 much more. Um, but until then, and again, there's gonna be a break between episodes because y'all know what it is. Y'all know how Doctor Who be be playing us these days. Until then, you can check us out at blackgirlscreate.org to find all the stuff we do because we do lots. Um, you can find us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at blackgirlscreate. That's B B L K Girls Create. You can follow me at Delia is typing. You can follow Nick at Queer Specimen. Or just tweet at us using the hashtag Tarbis. We'll we we go find it. We'll we'll peep it. We'll 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 chat at you back. Uh, and <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard, you know you were like, I like this point of view, or you're like, I just like to hear people chat about Thasman because I like to th- chat about Thasman. You can always drop us a hashtag Tarbis tip over at blackgirlscreate.org/support. 
All tips, all tips help us keep our Tarvis instruments calibrated and our sonic screwdrivers charged. So we appreciate any and all support. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Nope, not next week. Again, because it's time. No, it's not going to be next week. It's going to be whenever they drop it. So after that, in a timely manner, (laughs) timely-ish manner, whenever they drop it, we're going to be talking about the Doctor Who episode, Legend of the Sea Devils. I'm excited. Can't wait. Can't wait. They said we're doing Chinese pirates. We're doing Madam. And it's that classic monster coming back. And a classic monster coming back. I am so happy to meet a new classic monster because I'm tired of the one that we have met thus far. So, yes, let's go see devils. See devils, let's go. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.